I want to begin by asking a question. What hopes and fears are weighing heavily upon you this Christmas time? Have a think about that. I'm going to come back to it in a moment. But first, let me tell you about a priest who was six foot six tall, a warm-hearted man of great stature. He loved children, and they loved him too, and he was remembered as one of America's finest preachers. In 1880, he was invited to preach just across the road from here at Westminster Abbey, 32 years before Methodist Central Hall Westminster opened. In time, he was elected as the Bishop of Massachusetts, but sadly died two years later, aged just 57. You can see a memorial to him at St. Margaret's Church in Westminster. I'm talking about Phillips Brooks. When he was a child, his father set him and his siblings a task. He had to memorise a hymn every week, and then on the Lord's Day, they would recite their verses during evening devotions. The children all did it together. But one carol that Phillips Brooks didn't memorise as a child was O Little Town of Bethlehem. Why? Because he actually wrote it when he was in his 30s whilst he was the rector of Trinity Church, Philadelphia. It's one of my favourite carols, alongside Hark the Herald Angels Sing. You see, Brooks had been on a pilgrimage to the Holy Land, and after visiting the site known as the Shepherd's Field, he was struck by the stillness and the darkness of the poor town of Bethlehem. He attended a Christmas Eve service at the Basilica of the Nativity, And he was so moved by it, he enshrined his experience in a carol that he wrote for his Sunday school children. Let me remind you of the first verse. O little town of Bethlehem, how still we see thee lie. Above thy deep and dreamless sleep, the silent stars go by. Yet in the dark street shineth thy everlasting light. The hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. I guess our hopes and fears are heightened at the moment because of the current pandemic. We often swing between trust and courage in one moment and nagging doubts and crushing fear in the next. And sometimes our hopes and fears collide together, affecting our confidence and sometimes even our mental health. And it's nothing new. Mary and Joseph had the hope of a child, and yet they were fearful for the future, the judgment of others, and their responsibility for their special child before God. And many other biblical characters wrestled with hopes and fears. And Jesus' birth took place at a time when people were fearful, anxious, even terrified of the brutal Roman Empire. Yet, the hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. Now, the thee in that line probably refers to the town that Brooks visited. The hopes and fears of all the years are met in Bethlehem. That's true, of course, but only true because Jesus was born there. At the end of the day, our hopes and fears won't be met by politics 
uh, by science and vaccines, economics and wealth, education or Brexit. These things may or may not play a part, but the hopes and fears of all the years are met in Jesus. For God so loved the world, he sent his only Son, and for a reason, Jesus came to save us. Emmanuel, God with us. Our hopes and fears are met in Jesus' birth, death, and resurrection, the triumph of divine love, light bursting into our darkness, bringing new vision and new possibilities with an assurance that we're never alone. Now, I admit, hopes and fears still grasp me at times. Worries about family and work, for example. And that was true when I was asked to be the superintendent minister of this wonderful church. Self-doubt and feelings of total inadequacy overwhelmed me. Yet I can testify to my hopes and fears being met already in Jesus. I rang after I was appointed to the role subject to the approval of Methodist Conference, many of my friends and mentors. I asked them to pray for me. And after I'd made the calls, I was told that there was a Charles Price waiting to see me. Now, I only knew one Charles Price. Couldn't be him, not the evangelist through whose preaching I had first felt a call to full-time ministry. I hadn't seen him for 13 years. Yet that day, the day after I got the news, I hadn't seen him for all those years. He happened to be visiting from Toronto in Canada, happened to be in London, and he felt prompted to pop into Methodist Central Hall that day and felt drawn when he was here to ask to see me. A coincidence? Well, he's someone I hugely respected. And I found him praying for me in my study on the day that I really needed confirmation that God was with me. Light burst into my darkness. You know, it's no wonder, don't be afraid or do not fear or fear not are among the phrases that are repeated so often in the Bible. When we're out of our depth, when everything seems hopeless, God is with us and supremely in Jesus. Remember how the angel said to the shepherds, do not be afraid, I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. The glory came to those poor shepherds in their darkness. God's glory breaks through. Do you know it's interesting that in Bethlehem, it was where King David hailed from. And the history of that uh, town goes back way before that. But David put that town on the map a thousand years before Jesus. Remember Micah 5 verse 2? But, re but you, Bethlehem, Ephrathah, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one who is the ruler over Israel, whose origins are from over old, from ancient times. Micah's fear became a reality in that there was the ruin of Jerusalem and the exile. But ultimately, his hope was in the Messiah that would come. We see 
in the Son of David, Jesus, one who will bring light to the world's darkness. Remember the reading Wes read for us? The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. And Christians believe that Christ is the ultimate fulfillment of these prophecies. He said, I have come as light into the world so that no one who believes in me should stay in darkness. Now, my hopes and fears will be very different from yours, I'm sure. But I want to say to you today, God is with you too, whatever your situation, and he is the one that can bring everlasting light. So despite the darkness, I believe light is still shining, and the darkness has not overcome it. And I thank God for the light that's in the world that so often comes through, though not exclusively, through obedient believers, individuals and churches acting out their faith, church food banks and other work alongside the poor, community projects serving those who are homeless, refugees or, or those who've been trafficked, faithful souls living out their faith in their daily employment, whether it be through the NHS, care homes like MHA, hospices, schools, politics, countless other ways. People responding to Jesus and living out a life of love. I want to say, you're not on your own. God is with you and he can use even you. Phillips Brooks realized that we need to get things into perspective. On one occasion, he said this, the trouble is that I'm in a hurry, but God isn't. <laughs> we want answers now, but God's in for the long haul. We may not be able to go to Bethlehem like Brooks or the lady in Pam's moving story, but despite the messiness of our lives, we can journey there in our hearts. O little town of Bethlehem, how still we see thee lie. We need to be still. For the light to dawn or to be rekindled in our lives, perhaps we just need to slow down a bit this Christmas and find a quiet place where we can simply wonder, where we can let Christ enter in. Brooks's carol begins with a birth in poverty in Bethlehem, but it ends with Christ born in the heart. And it's my prayer that as we remember the profound mystery of the incarnation, we may be spiritually reborn or renewed. Phillips Brooks said this, we will never become truly spiritual by sitting down and wishing to become so. I like that. We, I believe what we need to do is let our souls receive the wondrous gift that is given. Allow our hopes and fears to be met in Jesus today and to bask in his light and let his light radiate its joy through you as you are a blessing to others too. Let us pray. O holy child of Bethlehem, descend to us, we pray. 
cast out our sin and enter in, be born in us today. We hear the Christmas angels, the great glad tidings tell. Oh, come to us, abide with us, our Lord Emmanuel. Amen.